This is Saster's Founders Favorite Series, where you can hear some of the best of the best from Saster speakers. This is where the cloud meets. As the number one rated sales tax solution, trusted by more than 20,000 e-commerce professionals, TaxJar knows sales tax. To ensure accurate sales tax compliance amid the latest software taxability trends, visit taxjar.com forward slash saster to automate sales tax for your SaaS business. Up today, Trip Action's Chief Marketing Officer, Megan Eisenberg. Good morning and afternoon. This is Megan Eisenberg. I'm the CMO at TripActions, and prior to TripActions, I was the CMO for four years at MongoDB. Today, we'll talk a little bit about the marketing trade-offs during coronavirus, or really any, I would say, crisis-type mode and, and things that we're all, you know, learning to um, adjust to, and, and really about driving revenue while cutting costs. A little bit more about my background, I've advised more than 25 companies seven of which have been acquired in the last two years and three of which have gone out of business. So I've seen both sides of it. Uh, but one thing I know through pattern recognition, uh, there's a lot of similarities across startups and companies as they go through the different stages. Every company is different. They have different personas, different uh, messaging, uh, but there's certainly some things that I see that are familiar. And so Today, I'm looking forward to sharing some of those learnings uh, and what I've seen. I, I was fortunate enough two years ago to be part of a, a case study that Stanford uh, GSB did on MongoDB with my uh, current partner here at Trip Actions, uh, Carlos Delatore is the CRO here and was the CRO with me at uh, MongoDB. And so today I thought I would put it in a case study format, uh, but this case study occurred in the last five weeks. Uh, so very new and fresh for all of us. And the case study, of course, is going to be on trip actions. Uh, so I think a 10-second background on us and what we do. Uh, we are uh, business travel management and a new model for corporate T&E. Um, we are very much a different model in that we're one platform where you have your booking travel, your consumer-like interface married to your world-class travel agents all in one. And so we're a great experience for your employees, but also for your finance teams who are trying to control costs and save money. So here we are, the unfortunate truth. Uh, companies have found themselves unprepared in the midst of COVID-19 crisis. It's unlike uh, anything many of us have faced. And with that, um, we've got a complexity of a health crisis and an economic one. We're all aware we see declining pipeline and revenue, cost controls are at the high. We've got major expense scrutiny. We're looking at everything we do from software to people. Our you know, workforce is remote. Um, we've, we're going through layoffs and furloughs, recession planning, and for me as the CMO, uh, facing really massive cuts to marketing budgets and headcount. As you imagine, you're looking at your costs and, and what you can um, really adjust. And um, what I can say more than ever is uh, there's a Latin proverb out there that says, if no wind, row. And I will tell you, that is what we're doing in this case study. And I think across the board, I've talked to many CMOs and even CEOs really looking at the current situation. And all of us are rowing right now. 
And as a business, Trip Actions, we, you know, about five weeks ago had to focus immediately on the core. There were four things that we focused on. Our customers, uh, we knew immediately, we're in business travel. Uh, our travel managers needed our help. Uh, think about what was happening five weeks ago. Uh, we were starting to shut down travel uh, to Asia as a start and trying to figure out what does that mean. And then it started to spread and it started to spread over to certain countries in Europe, all of Europe, UK, and, and went on from there. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about what we did to focus on our customers. Uh, second, product market fit. Um, we knew that this is a new world. Uh, this is uh, a very different thing that we need to be ready for. And one thing I'll say about tech companies is that in a time like this, um, what is going to get us out of this is technology. You know, we hear all, we see all over Twitter right now, digital transformation, everyone's working from home. If you have not set your workforce up uh, to deal with this and you are not online and in the cloud and all the things that uh, we need as as employees in a business, you're making that transformation now. Product market fit matters more than ever. And technology is what's gonna get us out of this. Uh, the understanding of data and getting the insights and how fast we move in tech. And then third, of course, cash preservation. About uh, in the five weeks ago, uh, my dad, 74 years old, he's always been in tech over 30, 40 years. Uh, and he saw a lot of the news going on and he sent me a text and he said, in the text, it said an old saying from a tech guy who's been through multiple recessions. It said, love cash more than your mother. And I got that text and I, you know, I kind of smiled. You know, it's so true. Uh, of course, in fairness uh, to him, my parents are divorced. Uh, and so I do love my mother, but I understood uh, what he meant. Uh, cash means a lot to really get through what we're going through. And then of course your employees more than ever, uh, you need to um, motivate and help your employees get through this. Uh, we launched a podcast this week and uh, really it's around open for business, um, but the first topic is on well-being. So these are the four things we focused on as a company. I think all companies uh, need to think about. So let's think about our customers. Five weeks ago on a Friday, the CEO, Ariel, um, pulled a, a bunch of us execs in a room and said, we need to pivot immediately. We need to build immediately. We need to do what we need for our customers. Uh, right now, they're dealing with duty of care. They've got to find their travelers and get them home. But there's more than that that we're hearing from our customers. And he said, product and engineering are going to build this weekend. They're going to build a bunch of things that we need. Megan, sales, everyone, customer success, you need to be prepared to launch this. Launch it to our customers, launch it to the sales team, launch it to prospects. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, we all, we've always cared about traveler health and safety. We have a, a, a map. We know where they are. We know where future travelers are coming. So what are we building over the weekend? And what we talked about is what they needed right away is information. And they needed to come into the tools so they could make uh, decisions. They needed the data and the insights. And the engineering team built an integration to the CDC that fed in level one, two, and three. And at the time, you really cared about level three, certainly even level two countries, and making sure your travelers didn't go there. And could I, as a travel manager, start to find out what countries I need to get people out of and get them home? Uh, but then also, what do I need to do to block new travelers and make sure they're aware? Like, you can't afford to have uh, only a percentage of your, your workforce on a platform. You need to know where everyone's at. So if you found yourself in a situation where it was unmanaged and people had booked on consumer sites, you didn't know where they were, who you needed to get home. So we built out the integration very quickly. And then as a marketer, I had to think a lot about, okay, 
this things are starting to change and what our travel managers care about in this situation. And the third thing is that they need to blacklist. First, they need to blacklist by country and continent, Asia. But then we started thinking, well, actually cities, as, we, as it hit the US and we started to shut down routes as a travel system, what are the tools you need? And I think tech is uniquely situated to deal with this issue because one, we were a five-year-old company born after the iPhone and our ability to pivot and build very quickly and our agility is what allowed us to deliver for our customers and what we need moving forward from a product market fit standpoint. And so we built and our really our approach to our customers and the market had to pivot immediately and that that of course affected everything we were doing in marketing. So as a CMO, I had to focus my team on driving revenue while cutting cost um, because as you know, we took a hit on headcount and we took a hit on budget. So how could I be a lot smarter about it and focus my team on what we needed? And the three things we need to focus on were messaging and the narrative in the new world and what customers needed and prospects needed. Two, we, we had deals in cycle. What did we need for our sales team from an enablement standpoint? And our CSMs, our customer success managers, need to focus on what our customers needed in the moment to protect their employees and travelers and protect them moving forward. And then, of course, sales pipeline and the livelihood of our business. And what did we need to do for demand gen? Because the de demand gen landscape changed dramatically. As we know, people aren't traveling, events weren't happening. So I'm going to go into that. I'm going to start with messaging. So look at this. This is our website a little over five weeks ago. What's wrong with this picture? Uh, this is what's wrong with this picture. The best experience in business travel. Nobody in the last five weeks has been having a good experience in business travel. People that were away were trying to get home. People that were, uh, whether you were for business or for personal, our travel agents were busy. We went, or we went 7x on call, call volumes and chat volumes in a week. Like it was immediately. And it started in Asia and it started to spread around the world. Everyone needed to get home. And then it turned into a wave of everyone needed to cancel future travel. And we even had, you know, CEOs that use our product that were on vacation that need to get their families home. And they called into their, um, to the airline, to the hotel, and they couldn't, they couldn't get on the phones. All the phones were busy. And so they actually called into our travel agents and our travel agents immediately got them flights, got their families home, brought them home. So we were, we were helping our customers. We were helping our customers' families. It was very busy, but it was not a best experience in business travel. And so as a CMO, I realized, oh my goodness, all the work we'd done in the last year, every email, every nurture, everything had to be audited and we needed to rewrite it and we needed to do it very fast because the tone and the environment had changed. Uh, we were going into a mode, the tone was serious and it wasn't this happy, cool, hip thing. It was this, let's get people home, let's be serious. And we pivoted very quickly to the power to manage business travel and expenses. And what you see on the right is what we, we did in about a year of rewriting content in five days, 15-hour days. I had the team working weekends, late nights, and we went through all of these items. Right away, we had to pivot the sales deck and shift um, with what we spoke about and what we highlighted. Many of these things the product already had. We had duty of care. We had things that helped you with business continuity, but it wasn't what we led with and what we, we started with because 
before five weeks ago, you cared about the traveler experience and controlling cost. Now you cared about traveler safety and controlling cost. And so we started to pivot. The sales team had to be um, trained. All our MDR and SDR outreach had to be changed. All, you know, we had outreach sequences. We had over 60 of them. We audited them all. We had to rewrite them. We rewrote our entire website. Screenshots changed. Um, graphics changed. Quotes with customers changed. We had over 100 emails that we were doing in Nurture that had to be pulled down, rewritten, and then reposted, putting people, pausing people through them. Social media copy, all our social handles, you know, think about Twitter, Facebook, they all said the best experience uh, in business travel. We had to redo all of those. Uh, and then we had also, a week before this really hit, so about six weeks ago, we had launched a new product called Trip Actions Liquid. It is a, a corporate card for expensing. And our tagline was, don't you wish all business travel was this smooth? Uh, and you know, really playing off the liquid side of it, but really travel wasn't that smooth. It didn't make sense. And now it was about spend diligence. It was about people starting to work from home and how you enable them, get, you know, understand your expenses in real time, not waiting a month or two months when they submitted it. People needed to order monitors at home. So how could you enable them? And so we had to change all our display ads all our magazine ads, you name it. It was massive rewrite of work. And I, what I will say is if you're today looking at all your content, you should do an audit and do a lot of this pivot in your messaging so you're relevant for today. And there was a lot of discussions on the channels around not being tone deaf and making sure um, you weren't taking advantage of the situation, but that you were really delivering what um, your customers and prospects needed. And, you know, this is just another example Our what we featured and quoted started to change and our customers, we had built all these products and we were getting great feedback and they were more than willing to allow us to talk about it. And, and it wasn't about the amazing booking experience and our world-class travel agents. We had that. It was about employee safety, duty of care and controlling costs. So if you think about it, everything, when you pivot your, your messaging, now you, my second priority was sales enablement, making sure that we took what we had to pivot and what we were building and get it into the hands of the sales team and make sure they are delivering it appropriately. And that really starts with your pitch and the value that you provide in times of crisis and for business continuity. And so we spent, you know, in a very short amount of time, uh, what we need to do to enable the field around that. And then the third thing really getting into driving sales pipeline and what did we need to do from a demand gen standpoint? And here, if you think about pre-COVID times now and post, if you look about your, your buyer mindset, really, we were all focused on our function. How do I optimize my function? Even myself, how do I optimize what we need to do in marketing? And if you're an HR, how do you optimize you know, onboarding and getting you know, your recruiting, you're focused on that. And now all of a sudden, you, you hit this period, the great pause, right? And you're distracted, things are uncertain you don't feel connected, people are working remote. In HR, you're trying to figure out first, safety. Then second, you're trying to think about how do I get people that are now apart to come together and to work together. You can't afford, you know, once you get through this moment and you get set at home, now you need to get your employees back to being productive because we can't afford, the, you know, the couple weeks of slowdown and then now not to operate as productive as we were prior to this period. So what do we do to motivate? And across the board, every buyer that we're working with, that changed, like things they focused on. And what I would say the most important 
thing for us was how do we become a trusted resource in this time? What are we doing to provide value? People are seeking information. They're watching the news. They're jumping on Twitter more than ever. I mean, Twitter must be exploding. I know I'm on there. I see a lot of conversations, these little town halls popping up, having conversations. So things are shifting very quickly and you need to you know, realize and shift with your audience. And so how does that play out? Um, well, we do what we always have done in marketing. You've got to make sure people know who you are and where you're at and how to connect with you. But then you you need to hone in and be very targeted and think about how this impacts your account-based marketing, your ABM, and now do this with less money and maybe less people. Uh, and so, you know, here we are. How do we market in a world where we have to be six feet apart, work from home, and not come across as tone deaf and all these different things that are distracting our, our buyers and our folks and what do they care about to get business done. Some of you may remember I did a talk at Saster a few years ago about you know how to how the hell do you get leads <laughs> right now and more than ever like that is what we're thinking as we get through this how do we build pipeline how do we bring them in how do we drive value and this was the funnel that i shared and what this is is the mix of things on on the left you're really looking at all the awareness so that casting the wide net what are all the tools we have as marketers to bring people in and what do we, what do, we do to accelerate the pipeline and then keep them as customers. And I've gone through and crossed out a few things because as we know, we're not doing events right now, we're not doing trade shows, we've moved to a virtual world like today, um, but those in-person things and the way that we created awareness in a greenfield space was to get out there in person to get them aware of us, but then to bond them to us, to have them become fanatics of our brand, that interaction. Direct mails have changed, right? You can't, nobody's in the office. You can't go buy an office list and address and send it to them and surprise, surprise and delight them. You know, what's great is the companies out there like Sendoso have pivoted and given us a way where we can engage with them on email and they can privately update their information. Uh, one of the things I love uh, that I, I saw was Matt Hines. He sent an email out to CMOs, a few of us, and said, hey, I'm starting a book club. I'm going to send you a book if you're interested. We'll read it in the next couple of weeks. We can come together online and look at it. You know, and I gladly gave my personal address, and I got the book yesterday. Uh, and I think it's a, what a great way to reach out to your audience to bring something of value. It was a change in adversity. Like, how do we deal with adversity and marketing around that? Um, so, you know, I can see the world pivoting and coming up with creative ideas. And part of, you know, leading for your team and in marketing is what got you to respond? What, what are you seeing that gets your attention? What actually makes you open the email, the line? What do you see on Twitter or on Facebook or on LinkedIn that gets you to read it? And how can you apply that to your own company? And so, you know, these things have changed and now we have less money to do all of them. So we've got to be really smart. And I, I think the trick is creating content and value in what your customers need now. And so here we are, that casting the wide net, brand awareness. How do we let everyone know we're here to stay in this new world of marketing? Well, we're not going to do these things, or at least we're not going to do them the, the way we used to. You know, maybe we're going to do virtual events and instead of have some cool experience at the event, we're going to, you know, Uber, send Uber Eats to them and send them some coffee. Or maybe we're going to take them to lunch at home and allow them to order because if we were in a sales cycle, we'd take them to lunch. Uh, so let's find creative ways to surprise and delight the people we need to, to talk to and, you know, reach out. 
but we're going to pivot. And one of the things we've done is we've really looked at, you know, what can we do online um, with videos and ads to engage with folks that are still online. Now, I will tell you, things went dead for definitely two and a half weeks. I didn't see things start to rebound out there and traffic until about April 8th, April 9th. But we, you know, I think the world went quiet as we all figured out how to get home, how to deal with the situation. Homeschooling, I know I have three kids. How do we uh, make sure they're set up uh, and what they're doing? How do we keep our businesses running? How do we figure out the new world and market uh, and learn? The other thing is on the right, you know, press, community, and social media. Uh, think about this. We, about a week and a half into this, after we pivoted all our messaging, we decided, you know what, everyone has questions. Everyone, certainly in the travel industry, is trying to figure out coronavirus, where is it hitting, you know, what's the CDC doing, what's going to happen with uh, hotels and points, I'm canceling my tickets, what are the waivers that are out there, there's all these questions coming up for our specific community, and we did not have a community at the time, and so within 48 hours, we figured out how to launch a community, and the systems and tech team, Schwartz on my team went out there and, re, you know, he evaluated what was available that we could you know, we had to buy it, procure it really quickly, went out on G2, what are the technologies that we could stand up, what could we afford? You know, we found, we were lucky we found technology called Vanilla Forum that we knew we could go through the procurement process, we might have skipped a few steps to get them to stand them up. I had the content team working on the content calendar, corporate marketing was working with our influencers, partner marketing was working with our partners, can we stand a community up? And, you know, in 48 hours, we did stand a community up. We had one topic. It was coronavirus. We've now since expanded it. Uh, it was a blue background. It was very bland. But then within a few days, we added, a, you know, a much better interface. We learned how to use the product a little better. We add other topics. And um, we launched community.tripactions.com, and we started to see traffic come in. And it sits on our domain. And we were able to interact and start to provide value. Our suppliers came in, our airlines and hotels came in and started contributing content. And it was a great way, I think, for us to um, build and, and provide value to our community and a time of what they were needed and what they were searching for. Uh, we also, you know, we're sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves, I think, and travel is sad. You know, things are grounded and people weren't traveling and um, there's a lot of things not great going on and we're working from home and we're missing our colleagues and we were brainstorming what can we do and we came up with the idea called pass the plane and I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more on the next slide but it was what can we do in this moment to reach you know we're separated but how do we come together when we're apart our mission is all about bringing people together so this is a very awkward time for uh, trip actions folks that we're all about the circles and squares and bringing them together and so um, we had to think about you know what could we do and we we kicked this off as a company and we started to make paper airplanes and pass it around and it, you know most of us have paper maybe we even have a bill that we can fold up and throw and we threw it to our employees and I threw it to a colleague in Seattle and they threw it to a colleague in, in Palm Springs. And we started to really feel a connection that way. You know, the other thing we did is we, we started looking at consumer brands. I feel like consumer brands really get 
the, these types of things. We saw McDonald's, they started separating their arches and, and really trying to do public service announcements around social distancing. And we thought, oh, what can we do? Well, we can separate our circles and squares. And we, you know, we, we did that. We separated them and we said, hey, let's, let's take a few weeks you know, hashtag social distancing. What are the creative things that we can do from a brand standpoint to support what we need to do in the world and be part of it and resonate with, with our audience and, and not be tone deaf in what's going on in the world out there. And then of course, you're always thinking about your customers and continue, you know, as you pivot your messaging and product, you need to have the right uh, customer case studies and stories that you can put out there that makes sense. And then really thinking a lot about our blog content and our SEO strategy. You know, what do we do with not a lot of budget? You need to bring traffic to your site. And how do you bring traffic to your site? You write content that people value and come to and share. And so we continue to build a lot of content to, that was relevant for what we're doing today and what's needed and get it on our blog and share it and work with our influencers. So that's the brand side of, of the world. Um, here's past the plane. So far, um, we've reached over 5.6 million. I certainly invite all of you to do it. Um, there's something I think amazing out of the sadness when you do this with your colleagues is one, and, and even your family. Uh, my dad is uh, remote and at home, uh, isolated of course, and I know he loves airplanes. And I pinged him, I texted him and I was like, hey, you love airplanes, will you make an airplane and throw it? And um, he was all over it. He, he took a video of it, did it. He, he um, videoed it and then he sent it and he tagged my nephew that's down in Albuquerque. And then my nephew did it. And it was just, you know, it's amazingly easy to do. And I did it with my kids um, that day as well. And, and to see them doing it and having a little bit of joy in times that are not great and how it can bond and bring you together. And there's something I know in your company and in your world that um, would resonate with your audience and, and ways that, you know, can bring you together. Uh, and so that's something that we did and that we launched. So, you know, to balance the brand awareness and what are you doing out there with your community is now, how do we translate this into demand and get, you know, identifying our targets and getting them in there and really thinking about the ABM side. Well, we can't do these things the same way anyway. We certainly can't do thought leadership roundtables in person, and we, we can't do the sporting events and, and the direct mail. We can adjust it to the you know, email and trying to personalize it or sending them things, like I said, about Uber Eats. Um, one of the things that we did that we've seen a lot of success with is thought leadership office hours. We thought, well, people are coming together in the community. Uh, our cab, we, we brought our cab together, our customer advisory board. But we also realized CFOs right now are working double time. They're trying to figure out how to preserve cash, how to control costs, how to forecast out, how to run the business and maintain it successfully through this time they have things they need to talk about. Could we create a forum to bring them together? And we have run uh, four of these now where we brought CFOs together and seen an amazing response. And it's not about us talking about our product. This is about letting CFOs and our customer network and our prospects come together to talk about what they're dealing with and ideas. Same thing we brought together HR leaders and what they're bringing them together and thinking about procurement leaders and certainly travel managers. And so can you bring communities together? I know I've joined several CMO ones that I have found invaluable to be learning from my peers and understanding uh, and, and working with them certainly measuring and tracking 
we're, we're trying to figure out what's working, what's not. Our budget, more than ever, we want, need to make the most of it. There's a lot of great technologies we're relying on right now to give us that information. We're doing much more personalized videos and ads, so we're only putting ads in front of our target accounts, so we are efficiently spending our money. We've been working with Terminus to target our strategic accounts and major accounts and seeing some really good results. And, and partnering with our sales team, we're building out microsites for those accounts, so it's very relevant to what they want. Our sales team has relationships they're building as they go through the funnel. And it's important that when this company comes to the site, they see the things that matter to them specifically. And then of course, our persona messaging, more than ever, there's there's a lot of noise out there. And if you're if you have a few different personas and you're sending them all the same thing, they're just gonna delete it. You know, what does finance care about? What does your CFO care about right now? What does procurement care about? What is the travel manager in HR? I guarantee they're all different things and that they need the relevant information. So we've been, as I said, we, we created office hours for the different personas, but also just messaging to make sure that we're, we're on spot. And what I will say, my team has definitely been rowing, right? Really trying to figure out what do we do to keep the momentum up and, and moving forward. And um, with that, these are some, you know, examples, you know, generating demand by becoming a trusted resource. You know, that's what bonds you to your customers as you're adding value to them. This week, as I mentioned, we launched a new podcast. Would love to have you all go and check it out. It's called Open for Business, which all of us hopefully will be in the, you know, we are now certainly, but as we um, come out of this and get everyone back to business in the next, you know, couple weeks, coming months, um, we launched one uh, this week. We've also set up workshops that are specific and um, we worked with an agency called Festive Road that are helping businesses figure out what's what is the tools, what is the roadmaps, what are the policies that they need moving forward and um, we've launched something called route-based recovery. It's the reverse of blacklisting. If you think about it, we started to shut down routes as travel and the world started to be impacted. Now there's going to be routes that are going to open back up. You may fly SFO to Narita or to EWR or, or whatever your routes are for your company. And you're going to want to only open the routes that um, you find out that are safest for your employees, or at least you're informed. And so we have that integration with the CDD, CDC. How do we help our travel managers figure out where they can start to allow their essential workers to travel because executives are going to need to get on the road to talk with customers and prospects. Your top salespeople are going to need to get out there to meet. We know more than ever um, that in-person connection does matter. And when folks and the country and the world is ready to do that, we want to make sure businesses are, are have the tools they need. So workshops are a great way to help and provide value. We've done, I, I talked about the persona-based wiki resource centers. We've launched these amazing resource centers by persona. That's not just about us. If you make it about you, they won't stay for long. It's got the information they need out in the market to do their job better. Uh, we also launched, it's been a busy week. Thank you, marketing team, for building. Uh, we launched our uh, Trip Actions Academy. Uh, we launched six courses this week. One thing we know during recessions and depressions is people go back to school and they retool. Community colleges get really busy and all of us need to retool our skill set for 
where people are hiring, what people need. It's a competitive marketplace. Uh, and so we're launching this uh, to give people certifications and learning so they can be even better at their job. Uh, and also people are at home right now and they may have some time to focus and learn and what better time than to do online courses in school. So we've launched academy.tripactions.com for our customers and for prospects and really anyone who uh, wants to better themselves in this time. And then persona-based calculators uh, and different ROI tools. Right now in finance, they're trying to figure out they just canceled a bunch of flights and they need to understand what's the impact, what's the financial impact of flights and credits that they have and cancellations and the tools that they need so they can be spend wisely and uh, make sure they're taking care of their businesses. So all ideas and things that you can do to provide value to your customers and move forward and help them. And I, I definitely believe more than ever, I've always thought a true test for marketers, are you a revenue driver or a cost center? And you know, I thought about that before this, but really now more than ever, uh, we can't afford as marketers not to drive revenue and show our value and to be able to showcase that. And I, I believe more than ever, you need marketers in this world because we're understanding the audience, what we need to do and enable our field team to quickly pivot and message. We need to be creative right now. Uh, we, we can't be tone deaf. We have to add value. Like there's just so much that we, that we need to do right now. And really, that's what I have uh, to share with you. Uh, thank you for your time. TaxJar automates sales tax for growing and mid-market SaaS businesses. So you can focus on expanding your services into new markets and grow your top-line revenue. Don't let sales tax be a pain in the SaaS. Visit taxjar.com forward slash SASTER to automate your sales tax compliance and protect your business from the burden of sales tax.